This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Uh, okay, no anniversary sound. <laughs> Make sure that cleared out all the old sounders that I had set up. <laughs> I did. Um, anyway, well, let's see. You know, I hope that there are people listening to this podcast that um, have uh, downloaded it uh, a year from from now, or two, maybe five years, ten years down the road, and they will hear me talk about this next thing that's a, a very big topic right now in the news and they'll say oh yeah boy that was a time that was a it was a it was a difficult time but we got through it and of course uh, I'm referring to uh, the the uh, COVID-19 world tour 2019 2020 uh, let's I maybe I shouldn't be too flippant about it in that um, it is uh, it is very much on all of our minds. There, uh, all over the United States, um, I think at this point, as I'm recording this show, I think more than half of the states have been ordered on a form of lockdown, you know, one form or another, stay at home, shelter at home, shelter in place, however they're they're calling it. Essential businesses can continue to, you know, have their employees come in, but uh, um, more businesses than not are being asked to have their people work at home if possible, and 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 telling people just stay home, stay home. Don't you know? Don't be going out to places and things like that. You can go to the grocery store. You can go to the pharmacy. Uh, here in Minnesota. Uh, as I'm recording this, we are about an hour away from going into the uh, stay-at-home order that the governor put our our state on. Uh, it's uh, it's something that um, um, I've I've not experienced. I'm seeing things that uh, I well. I was talking to somebody earlier, and I said, you know, I thought uh, 9-11 was going to be my generation's thing, you know, big thing that we would have to deal with and, and work through and, 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 and get past and change the world because of. Uh, I thought that was going to be the thing. And, so, and, and, it, and it was, it was, but apparently our generation and others are, are getting a second thing to be dealing with. And I thought, well, you know, there were people that lived through the Depression and then had to live through World War II. Uh, so now we're 
know, we've we've had 9/11, which was probably the biggest thing in my life, um, take place. There were other big things to remember. You know, the attempted assassination of President Reagan, uh, the uh, space uh, space shuttle Challenger um, explosion, uh, the space shuttle Columbia um, accident. You know, those things happen. You know, uh, John Entwistle dying. You know, we've had stuff, big things to deal with. Of course, I had to mention the Who, didn't I? <laughs> um, no, it's it's well. I guess it's the stuff that uh, stuff ha happens in the world. And now we've got this n novel coronavirus. Uh, the actual virus is called uh, SARS-CoV-2 or SARS. -CoV COV2. I've heard it called both. And that's the virus that causes the illness COVID-19. It's they're, they're, it's being called a novel coronavirus because this is something that has not been encountered by humans before. There have been other coronaviruses that have come up in the past and uh, you know and uh, the world has dealt with SARS and MERS were two of them. Uh, this one just happens to be one that um, is is hitting at uh, an, an infection rate that is uh, scary and it also carries along with a, a, a fatality rate that is scary and a couple weeks ago I talked about this and I, I did a comparison with the flu and now I didn't listen back to exactly what I said back then but um, I should clarify some stuff. I should say that, you know, if we're going to compare this to the flu, we're going to compare it this way. Uh, I was talking with another person earlier today, and they said, yeah, it's, uh, it's about five times more infectious than the flu and about ten times more deadly. And that's how you compare it to the flu. And the flu is very infectious, and it's very deadly. You know, uh, you know it t it c in the United States, it'll kill tens of thousands of people each flu season. So, but that's not to just kind of shrug it off. And, and I hope, and again, like I said, I didn't go back and listen to uh, exactly what I said there, but I know I was bringing up the comparison. Um, it's it's not it's not the same <laughs> as what's going on now. The comparison is that this is uh, this is is more infectious, and it's deadlier. And uh, you know, are we doing the right things? I think we are, but I'm not a scientist. I'm not. I'm not an expert on this kind of stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to you know. There's going to be the book or books and new and, and magazine articles that are going to be written after this is all over, looking back at what was done, what we did right, what we did wrong. You know who stepped up and who didn't, and uh, and you know it, it's it's. I'm looking forward to that because it'll mean we're past it. This is uh, something that's very nasty. Um, I saw a meme. I'll try to dig it up and put it on the show notes page at dimland.com. Just go there and click on the show notes, and uh, you'll get to the show notes. Uh, and um, it's, a, it's a meme that somebody put together. It shows uh, Godzilla rampaging through you know, some burning city. And somebody's shouting up about the, you know, you know, uh, oh God, here comes Godzilla! Everybody run! And another person is saying, "Relax, he's only killed four thousand. The flu kills twenty thousand. So it's to give a little perspective about it. This, it's we need to take this seriously. Um, 
again, the official position of the Dimland Radio Show is uh, don't panic and wash your hands. But now, pr practice uh, social distancing and uh, do what you can to uh, not spread it. Another thing that I've heard said, uh, don't act as though you're trying to keep yourself from getting the infection. Don't have that way of thinking. Uh, your way of thinking is you've already, you should be, you've already got the infection and you're trying to keep from giving it to others. That's what we're thinking. Uh, there are signs of life in China, in Wuhan. It seems like they may be uh, past it, but um, there's also, I've I'm not. I, I. It's hard to keep following this stuff sometimes because it just gets so overwhelming and a little scary. More than a little scary. But uh, the the worry is: is there going to be a second wave, and how will we handle that? The Spanish flu that took place in the early 20th century. Uh, it was called the Spanish flu because the country of Spain was the only one that was actually reporting on it because uh, at the time this was during war, World War One, and most countries that were experiencing the same flu, uh, the news was it was damping down like the bad stuff. Oh, just don't you know, we don't need so we we don't need to be telling the people about that kind of thing. Let's just kind of keep it down, keep it down. That sort of that's kind of what was going on. But Spain was not involved in World War One, and they were reporting on it and keeping track of what was going on in their country with it. So. It just got the moniker of being the Spanish flu. And that one had a an initial wave was, boy, that was a bad flu. Wow, that was bad. But the initial wave went by, and then a little bit later, a second wave happened, and that was even worse. So I have seen a skeptic out there that keeps putting up numbers about, you know, thus far, the numbers, in, and comparing it to the number of people alive in the world and all that, and how minuscule the, 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 the percentages are of people that... Uh, are affected by the disease thus far and those that have died and small numbers there and that's true seven billion people in the world the numbers are pretty small when you compare it to it but I wonder if we did the same thing comparatively with the Spanish flu in the first wave of that compared to the second wave of it and, and all that so take it seriously if I gave the impression when I talked about uh, um, the comparison of the flu and the and COVID-19 before. If I gave, I, I'm pretty sure I said take it seriously. This is serious stuff. This isn't you know. Don't just shrug it off. But if that impression came across, well, that was wrong. It should not. It's uh, be careful and you know, it's just be careful. Uh, we here in Minnesota, we have a leader. We have a good one. Uh, he's our governor. His name is Tim Waltz. And um, in, in, in relationship to this particular illness, this infection that's running roughshod over the world right now, he has been, in my estimation, very good. Uh, he's been very visible. He holds, uh, I think, an almost daily, if not daily, uh, COVID-19 uh, update uh, um, press conference or you know he just gets up for the cameras and and, and well it, here's the thing <laughs> with him uh, a member of his security staff had tested positive for it and so as a precaution the the governor has put himself on you know self-isolation for the you know the 14 days just to the, the incubation period the the time that the illness may 
come up and get and, and, and affect you and then to get, get it through your system and be clear of having it the it's the 14 day uh, quarantine thing and uh, I don't know if he's if he's tested positive for it but he's doing that as, as a precaution so now when you see him the videos of, of, of the governor um, talking to us he's you know he's in a in a uh, undisclosed location well, I'm not sure I'm not sure where he's at, but uh, he'll give information about what's going on. And so what he's been doing is he's very clear, he's concise, he's honest, he's forthright, he's cautious. He's ex he, he you know early on he was bringing the heads of the various uh, task force and departments and such that that are working with the governor, and they all explain you know explain you know how the employment situation is going to go and 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 how you know what's the, you know the people in charge that know about what's going on with the disease and gets their information and how they're handling various aspects of government and you know he's he's just he's just been re he's been spearheading that. And being very transparent, and um, he's not given us any kind of false hopes. He's being he, he's being very direct with what we expect it's going on. He's listening to the scientists, you know, those that are trained in dealing with uh, and observing and understanding um, um, outbreaks of, of pandemics and and, and and of this nature and. and there, he's listening to them. What do we need to do? What do we need to know? What do the people of Minnesota need to know? Um, you know so he's been taking action, and the latest action is to put pretty much the whole state on a shutdown uh, of, of some sort. And he was explaining just recently, he said that the idea, you may have heard about the flattening the curve, Keeping this, you know, that the peak spike from getting so high, it'll, it'll flatten it. And it might, it might, you know, the, it, the, it might take more time to get through the peak, but the peak won't get so high. Well, he's he's saying now, and this is information he's getting from the scientists, and that is that the peak, the flattening the curve doesn't seem likely to be happening right now. We're we're past that moment. So what we're trying to do, he explains to us, is push the curve down the road a little bit two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, however far down the road we can push the spike of this of the peak of illnesses to give time for our hospitals, uh, health care clinics, our health care workers, uh, the um, suppliers of you know the manufacturers of the equipment that's used in health care, to give them time to get ready for the peak. To get more rooms available, to you know, do whatever is possible. Like there's, I think there's hotels that are being set aside to be, um, you know, temporary hospitals. There's you know, things that is stuff that they're working on. And if you know, if we Minnesotans and Americans and other states that are doing this, if we can just you know hunker down and keep from you know being social <laughs> animals such as we are, hunker down a bit. Uh, keep our distance. We hopefully we can help push the the peak down the road. So I can tell you, I've been mighty impressed with the with the governor. I think he's done uh, a very good job. Uh, unlike certain orange uh, man-child bullies who uh, spend most of their spare time insulting people on Twitter, I could mention, but I won't.
Now here's something, an aspect of this that's uh, uh, really bothersome to me, and that is there's no baseball. Now this, as I'm recording this, it's uh, it's March 27th, Friday, March 27th. Uh, this show will drop uh, tomorrow on Saturday. It'll, I'll I'll drop it out there or Sunday. It'll get it'll get around. Uh, yesterday. The 26th would have been the opening day for baseball. Oh, I miss baseball. I miss it so much. <laughs> um, so it's like, what's a, what's a baseball fan to do? Well, what I did last night was um, I didn't have to work. Um, by the way, my work I work for a janitorial service. We are considered an essential business uh, within you know within this shutdown. Uh, our cleaners can go into the, their buildings to clean. It just depends on which of our customers are going to stay open, which are going to shut down. Are we, we, so we've been learning, okay, we're going to cut some hours here. We're going to cut down into, you know, do it three days a week instead of five. But a good number of our places are also considered essential and will be open, maybe with not too many people there. And our, our focus these days is to continue to clean off surfaces and that kind of thing. So I'm telling that to all the cleaners. This is what you need. You know, be sure to wipe down door handles and light switches and things that get lots of touching by hands of different people. You know, just that stuff, just clean it off. You know, just be worried about that. You, you may not have as much trash and recycled to be collecting because there aren't as many people there, but because there are people there, we need to be cleaning off these surfaces as best we can. And and so, you know, so that's that's one deal. And I clean, I clean three buildings, uh, two um, each week, uh, one twice a week, one once a week, and then the third building that I clean, I do it once a month. And all three of them are considered essential. But um, two of them, I know for sure, are have, have pared their staff way down. Uh, this being Friday night, I did one of those, and this, there was a lot less trash to grab. Um, they didn't go through as much stuff in the bathrooms that they normally do, but I spent a good deal of time doing the cleaning up of surfaces that people touch to try to do my best to help keep it to keep the place safe. So, okay, there's that. But, okay, so what am I supposed to do without the baseball? Luckily, we live in a time where we have technology that can help us out. So last night, I, I fired up the old laptop, and I went on to the YouTube, and I looked for, uh, I thought, well, you know, there are, there are on YouTube, there are complete games that you can watch of baseball. And I thought, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna watch uh, I'm gonna watch game one from the 1988 World Series. You, you know, those of you who know baseball might know what that is. That is the that for those of you that don't, I'll explain. That is the big classic game that uh, had uh, Kirk Gibson hit the home run at the end of the game to win it for the. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers playing the Oakland A's and it was an improbable occurrence because Kirk Gibson was so beat up he had bad hamstrings in both legs bad feet he was just in bad physical shape didn't start the game didn't look like he was even going to play in fact it was his he was only his only played appearance in the entire series and so I thought 
I remember when that ser when that game happened. I was uh, working at Wendy's. The head supervisor for the store was taking that week off, so I was put in. I usually didn't work close Saturday nights. I usually didn't do that. I usually opened on Saturdays, but uh, I was closing the store because I was a crew leader. But I was put sort of in charge of the store for the week that the head uh, the head manager was off. The assistant manager could not work the kind of hours that I could. So I got more in charge of things. Not that she wasn't to have some charge at all. She did. But um, uh, anyway, so I was working that Saturday night. I had the ball game on on the radio, but I wasn't really, you know, we were busy, wasn't quite paying attention to it. But when it happened, when the home run happened, I remember my the head manager calling the store and saying, did you, were you listening to the radio? And I, said, I said, well, I got the game on, but what happened? And he explained it to me. That's That's what I remember of it. So I sat down watching the game, and my friend Michael, who's out there in uh, California, he is a Dodgers fan. I was chatting with him, and I said, hey, you know what I'm doing? He says, what? I said, uh, I'm watching the thing on YouTube, and, he's, and, uh, and he said, hey, I'll join you. So he queued up where I was at, so we're, we were more or less at the same point in the game, and uh, we're listening and chatting with each other, watching the game and chatting with each other, you know, texting back and forth. And it was great. It was great. It felt like a moment of normalcy in this, uh, you know, in these uncertain times. Um, but one thing that is for certain, I'm going to go to my first commercial break. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'll be back after this break. <laughs> You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jen, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. More listening to Z Talk Radio's Redheaded Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. Getting some Z's. Getting some Z's. Getting some Z's. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Listen to Z Talk Radio. Talk 
And welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. So we, uh, so Michael and I, we watched uh, the the replay of the classic game, uh, first game of the 1988 World Series. Uh, World Series, by the way, that was won, uh, ended up being won by the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, and again, it was against the Oakland A's. Uh, who had dominated the American League West that season? Boy, they beat the crap out of the Twins, and yeah, and the Twins. And '88 was just the year after the Twins won their first World Series back there in 1987. So um, uh, Michael and I are planning at some point to the the next game that we'll watch together, replayed on on the YouTube, will be Game Seven of the 1991. World Series. That is the classic game, the best World Series game ever, uh, or at least uh, the best pitched uh, game ever. It's uh, um, John Smoltz of the Atlanta Braves going up against uh, Jack Morris of the Minnesota Twins, and it's just it's just a phenomenal performance by uh, by both pitchers, but uh, Jack Morris just it's just it was a gem. It was a gem. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna watch that. It's it's on the YouTube the whole game. I found it, and uh, it'll be fun to watch. So that's coming up next. <laughs> I'm not sure when we're gonna do it, but we will. Um, so, uh, but speaking of uh, my friend Michael, uh, he has one of these. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Well, it might be. Uh, my friend Michael and I were chatting uh, the other morning, uh, last weekend, and we were talking about how well California was uh, on a shutdown, and he uh, he mentioned that uh, he had a he had a bone to pick with the phrase. Social distancing. Maybe not a bone to pick, but he was just saying he was being pedantic about social distancing. This is what we're calling it. We're calling it social distancing. He says, but actually, what it should be called is physical distancing. We're not being encouraged to to be socially distant. He says, when you say social distancing, is that, he's, doesn't that imply that no contact with other people at all? Don't talk. To, don't call them on the phone. Don't text them. Don't send them emails or letters. Don't Skype or FaceTime. Don't do anything like that. Stay away from other people completely. This is, social distancing seems more like it's a you know go ahead and be shy. Uh, avoid people at all costs. Don't don't you know that's to and I and I was listening to, as he was talking about. It, I said yeah yeah you're right. It should it's physical distancing is what we're doing. We're, we're, the governor of Minnesota is, you know, he's 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 not tell, he's telling us you can go out and go for a walk, but you know, practice the distance between other people. Uh, if you go out to if you if you have a household, let's say I finally drag Amy and Hayden's ass out of the house to go for a walk, I keep telling them we should go for a walk, and they keep saying, oh, that's a good idea. We'll do that sooner or later. Yeah, sure, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, sure, we'll do that. And they never do, but eventually, you know, it's just get out of the house. Let's go for a walk. Get some air. Come on. I I get to go out of the house because I have an office to go to where I'm the only person in, in it, and I'm practicing the social distancing, actually physical distancing, in the office. I'm the only one there, 
and I tell the boss, stay away from the office. You don't have to come here. I tell the supervisor, if you you come to the office to pick up supplies or anything like that, I will set it out for you. I'll have it ready, but come by after I'm gone so we don't, you know, just, just to limit our contact with each other. But we're still being social to an extent by communicating with each other and all that. Uh, the Minnesota Skeptics Meetup Group, the last meetup we did was uh, uh, the second Thursday of, of this month, March, but it looks like and uh, uh, that uh, um, next meetup, the next second Thursday that's coming, looks like uh, it might be, a, uh, we, we'll be in the shutdown, so we won't be doing a meetup. The restaurants and everything have been all, they've been closed down except for you can, uh, you know, you can do takeout. Uh, that kind of food, but you can't, you know, can't go sit down and have something to eat in the restaurant because we're practicing physical distancing from each other. And so there's, if we're going to have a meetup, um, uh, Craig, who is uh, the, one of the elders of the Minnesota Skeptics, he's uh, looking into seeing if we can do some virtual meetup uh, online sort of thing. Uh, we've got to be able to do it. Uh, I see that there's a, you know, uh, drinking skeptically or virtually drinking skeptically there's a people that do that there's there's got to be some way to make that happen and I hope that it'll be kind of cool uh, commuting to it will be gr a breeze <laughs> to drive all the way down there getting the traffic and the parking and and all that kind of crap and the beer is a lot cheaper <laughs> so that'd be, it might be kind of neat um, but we'll see how that works but so but that's that's the point that's Michael's point says we're, we're still being sociable it's just we're we're being sociable at a distance. Where he uh, my, uh, Michael um, they did uh, 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 like a Skype or Facetime or Zoom or something, some uh, way of uh, playing dice. He's got his son and his his daughter-in-law living somewhere, and then he and his uh, uh, you know Michael and his uh, significant other they they just set it up and they played a dice game virtually with each other. You know, and and that was. That's cool. So it should be physical distancing, not social distancing. But, well, it's what it's called, and we're just going to have to deal with it. But really, yeah, it should be physical distancing. Okay. Uh, well, um, kind of keeping, I, I'm trying to keep things a little light in these shows, not to get too heavy about stuff. I did the heavier stuff at the beginning of the show where I talked about how serious this can be. We should take it seriously. You should keep washing your hands and, of course, follow the guidelines that are set up in your state about what you should be doing. And maybe you should be doing it anyway. Just avoiding, even if your state isn't under one of those shutdown things, just say, hey, take it on yourself. Say, look, you know what? I'm going to just kind of, you know. I haven't seen my parents physically in a while. Well, my dad did stop by the office at one point during the week. Uh, he had uh, a doctor's appointment, so he, he popped into the office. He had a mask on, and he sat, and we talked for five, ten minutes, and he left. Uh, so it says, Dad, it's good to see you, Dad, but I'm not going to give you a hug. or anything. It's just it's good to see you. And then today, when I was uh, heading to my night job to do some cleaning, I, I drove by their house, and I stopped, and I parked out front, and I called them from the car phone. And I called Dad and just because I've been calling my parents every day uh, just to make sure that they're okay, how they're feeling, how's things going. I told my uh, uh, my two brothers and my sister, I said, you know, you should guys should, you know, up the frequency in which you contact Mom and Dad. And just just to just so they don't feel like they're forgotten. And so um, I said, I'm calling them every day. You don't have to, but, you know, I'll call them every day and 
they can call them you know more frequently than they do and I think they have been and anyway so I pulled up and I called dad and dad answers and he says oh where are you and I said well I'm in my car I'm, not, I'm parked out front <laughs> so he goes to the front door and he opens it he sees me oh there you are so we wave and he says here I can see you <laughs> I said can you get mom to come over ah she's in the other room and I said oh, okay well tell her I said hi and it's just uh, you know keeping our distance because I I don't want to get them sick. They're in their 80s, and that would be that would be bad. Uh, so, ooh. and um, but I did want to talk about toilet paper <laughs> uh, because I work for a janitorial service. You can imagine we purchase a fair amount of toilet paper, and it's it's. Um, Every couple of weeks. Now, there's there's the way we do toilet paper. Uh, each month, I will order a big order of uh, of product that we need. Uh, various kinds of toilet paper, various kinds of hand towels, various kinds of hand soap, uh, and c other cleaning stuff that we use from our main vendor. And I do it each month on or about the 10th of the month. And uh, and every couple of weeks, the boss and I will go to Sam's Club to pick up certain kinds of paper towels and certain and a certain kind of toilet paper. The t kind of toilet paper we'll get from from Sam's Club is the is the regular toilet paper. It's the kind you'll use at home. It's just a just the regular toilet paper on a regular toilet paper roll that fits on the spool, that sort of thing. And so, because we've got certain customers that that's the type of toilet paper they use. So we just decided we're going to get that from Sam's Club. And as you know, toilet paper got to be uh, more and more scarce because people were hoarding and trying to, you know, they were panicking. And for some reason, toilet paper was one of the things that everybody had to go get. Who, you know, we, uh, I had a, the, uh, the former office manager for the company that I for which I work, uh, he called the other day, or we, he and I were talking, and he said, uh, you know, they, you see all these things about you got to get gold, you got to get gold, because when the economy crashes, you know, gold's going to be a thing that's going to be worth something. And he said, well, who knew that it was going to be toilet paper? <laughs> it's the thing that you're going to need. Um, it's So, normally, when we go to get toilet paper, uh, we will get at least six cases sometimes eight uh, and so it's between six and eight but usually six and it's every two weeks that we go out and we get the toilet paper well this was uh, let's see it was uh, as I said on the 10th of each month or sometime after the 10th of each month I placed the monthly order so it was the 11th which was a Wednesday I was gonna place the order the boss's wife calls me and says get more of some of these stuff that you get than you normally do when you place your order you know, I just, so if you're gonna get, if you usually get this one case of toilet paper for the place, get another one. If you usually get one case of hand soap, uh, get another one. So just just add up a few things in it. So I did. And then she uh, she called her husband, and she said, uh, um, "Go to Sam's Club today and get toilet paper." And he says, "Well, Jim and I were going to go to Sam's Club tomorrow to get." You know the stuff we need, which is true. We had planned to go on that. This was a Wednesday. We were planning to go on Thursday to do our our semi monthly uh, trip to the you know, to get toilet paper and such. And she said, "Go to Sam's Club today and get toilet paper." 
And he says, yes, dear. And he goes off to Sam's Club. Uh, when he got there, the kind of toilet paper that we normally get, and these are cases that have 44 or 45 rolls in a case, uh, he, he, he couldn't find any, the kind that we get. But there was another brand, same amount of toilet paper in a case, they had plenty of, so he got 10. Now you might say, well, you guys are kind of part of the problem, aren't you? Well, we are a janitorial service. We get toilet paper you know, in this kind of bulk twice a month, but yes, this was a little bit more than what we would normally, you know, than what we would normally have gotten. Normally, at the most, we'd have gotten eight, but he got ten. So he brought those down to the office, and the next day, the two of us went back to the same same Sam's Club to get the other paper product and the other stuff that we get there, and they had no toilet paper. There wasn't a single case left of toilet paper. There wasn't a square to spare. And he got on his phone, called his wife, and he says, oh boy, did you make the right call. He says, there's no toilet paper here. So, uh, but we had other possibilities. If we if we had needed, we could have uh, gotten a hold of other vendors that, uh, that we use and gotten some toilet paper, which in fact, a few days later, I did. This week I, I procured a bunch of more of the regular toilet paper. So we're 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 stocked. Now with the shutdown, so many there will be less people in the buildings. We'll go through less toilet paper. It'll be <laughs> less urgent to have it. So, but we will end up using it all uh, assuming we get back to business and stay in business. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But yeah, wow, not a square to spare in just a day. That's how it goes. Now, speaking of going to a store, this happened to me. I uh, if This was after the Minnesota Skeptics Meetup, the, the, which may be the last one that we go to, physically go to, for a while. Um, I uh, had to get some uh, stuff at the store. And it was just after 10 o'clock or so when we the, when the meetup uh, broke up. And, uh, and I... It's like 10:30 or something, and I was heading there. And I want to I want to stress this with you, so that you know this absolutely for certain. I had two beers the entire evening. Two in the course of four to four and a half hours, I had two beers, pints of some IPA, which was really good. I had two. Okay, so I was over the course of four hours, four and a half hours. I was not drunk I wasn't even tipsy because you know it just I just wasn't I was sober was fine I want that to be clear and I'm not protesting too much I just want to make certain that you know I had two beers well I headed over to the um, the supermarket the the grocery store that uh, we normally go to and I uh, was going to get in a, go in and get a few items and I went and found one of those smaller carts. I like those smaller carts. They're, they're, they're kind of neat. And I uh, found one out in the lot, and I was heading into the store. And, of course, you know, the parking lot, like, much, like, like most parking lots are, it's all blacktop. But as you get to the store, there's a, there's a section that turns to concrete sidewalk, and then you go into the store. And I'm heading to the door, and I'm pushing this little cart along, and in that transition between 
the parking lot and the sidewalk outside the store, that that little line between the asphalt and the concrete was a bit, uh, for lack of a better word, potholy. It had been cracked with some potholes and large gaps along that line. And I was not even paying attention to that. I was just walking along at my pace, pushing the cart there, and when I got to that little transition point, the one of the front wheels hits into one of those potholes, uh, potholes and it just it stops the cart and I begin to fall over the top of it it begins to, to but you know it begins to flip over uh, by uh, you know over the you know the back end up over the front end it begins to do that and I'm holding on to the cart pushing and it this this happens within just you know seconds boom I hit this thing and I start to go up and over but then I, I push off to my right and I, I couldn't let go of the cart or something. I and, and I'm moving to the right, moving to the right, spinning around, and, and and then of course I go smack right down onto the ground, land on my forearm, uh, uh, my right forearm, my left leg, the shin smacks into the cart, right right dead middle of my shin, and and just boom, I just right down to the ground. Just seconds before I did this, there were people coming out of the store, walking past me. You know, they're, they're, I'm behind them at this point. I fall, hit the ground, I look up, and none of them had turned around. But there was one fellow who was walking to the store. He saw the whole damn thing. <laughs> and I just said, I just, whoa, did you see that? And I get up, and I, I, got, I still have a skinned, uh, the scar on my on my right elbow that where where it got skinned and uh, I still have the scar on my shin. I had a knuckle got scraped. It was uh, it, it was uh, it was quite it was quite a scene. I'm sure if you had seen it. If I but if I was using a regulation size cart, I, that would not have happened. Is because this thing was was smaller. It's 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 a uh, it's a shorter. You know I mean it's it, it doesn't go as far ahead of me. That if I had a regular size cart, I would just hit it and just go boom, you know, and and not falling down. I'm pretty sure, but boy, I fell over there. I was not drunk. I had two beers over the course of four to four and a half hours. Okay. I should have got up and said I meant to do that, but uh, I didn't. I was just, uh, yeesh. That was quite a spill. Uh, the next quite a spill is, uh, boy, gee whiz, I've gotten to my second break. Wow, is that possible that I've done that this, this quickly? Why, yes, I, yes it is. So uh, I will take this break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network, and I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I will be back. Other guys. The finger. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Happy Jack wasn't old, but he was Hi, this is Pete Townsend of The Who. I just want to say that the United States Air Force is a great place to be, a great place to learn a space age skill and serve your country too. The Aerospace Team, that's where all the breakthroughs are. See your United States Air Force recruiter. 
Find out how you too can fly the skies, reach for the moon, and touch the stars in the United States Air Force. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what, you think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I have one of these. Oh, you know, I'm trying to do a light show, of course, uh, but it's still me. It's still me, and I have those moments. Oh, I'm telling you, it's such a, it's one of those. Uh... I don't watch a lot of television. Uh, I, you know, we have a TV. It's right over there. I'll tell you what my television viewing pretty much consists of. It's uh, uh, watching the local morning news uh, Monday through Friday, sometimes on Saturday, sometimes on Sunday, but Monday to Friday each morning to see what the weather is, see what's going on out there, get the latest on the COVID-19. Uh... That's, you know, that's what I do. And then the other things that I'll watch on television would be the um, uh, sporting events. And as it happens, I don't know if it's inertia or if it's just, you know, it's just easy. We keep the TV on the same station, pretty much. Uh, The local morning news I watch is the Fox affiliate. It's Fox you know, Fox 9 morning news. Now, before you start thinking it's Fox News, it's not Fox News. It's the local news. It's not like Fox News. Okay, it's not, It's not. you know, everybody singing the Orange Man's praises. It's It's news. It's local news. And, and, and also, a lot of the sports that I watch will be on Fox. Uh, football, for one thing. But if it's if something a sporting event happens to be on on NBC or on CBS or ABC or something that I watch, as soon as that's done, I usually flip the channel back over to Channel Nine, which is the Fox affiliate we have here in this in this market. I'll flip it back over to there, so that way, come Monday morning or whenever, turn it on. That's the news that I'm watching. It's just the, I made that choice. It's all local. That's the the main reason I watch it. The other one is, the other morning news that, that are on at that time. It's a lot of national stuff with a little bit of local, you know, with a with a ten minute local section in there each each I don't know twenty minutes or you know each hour or something like that. Whatever it is, but I I I prefer just the all local. Okay, so that's pretty much my television viewing. Otherwise, we use it to watch uh, DVDs or uh, stream Netflix or something like that. It's just, there's just, just isn't much else that we watch on television. It just just doesn't happen. 
occasionally, but really, that's that's the essential thing. So my arg is that I am uh, I am so sick of the show, The Masked Singer. Have you seen this thing advertised? Have you seen it? Have you seen the show? If you like the show, you like the show. I don't. I don't. I can't stand it. I, it, I, it just drives me crazy. And I know what you're saying. Well, then don't watch it. I just told you. I don't. I don't watch the show. But what's the problem? The problem is, if you watch a sporting event on Channel 9, on the Fox affiliate, you're going to see ads for this show. Okay, that's not so bad, because I can hit the mute. But when you watch the ads, it seems like, uh, okay, here's what the show, I think, is about. They have a panel of celebrity judges, two of which I, I think are regular, and the other ones say it might have rotating others, but maybe it's they're all regular. I don't know. But the two that I recognize are, are anti-vaxxer, Jenny McCarthy, and actual doctor, medical doctor, uh, Ken Jeong, who's, who's given up being a doctor to be a comedian, actor kind of guy. Uh, although, I don't know if he's not licensed as a doctor, if he gave up his license, but he was an actual medical doctor, which makes for an interesting pairing, because Jenny is the anti-vax gal, and he's a doctor. They, they stand next to each other, because I, I, I don't think they ever sit. Now, I know I'm watching the ads, and it's the excitement stuff, you know, that they want to show the exciting things, so I don't know if they actually sit. They might, but it seems like they never do. All right, so they're next. So that must be an interesting combination that the two, you know, anti-vax and and pro-science medicine next to each other. That's interesting. I don't know if they've had the conversations, but they, but uh, you know, I would imagine uh, Zhang is is familiar with what McCarthy's about. I, I would imagine that he is. Anyway, so but that aside, as I was saying, it doesn't look like they ever sit, and they're always super excited. They're jumping up and down, and they're looking as shocked as they can. They're so surprised, and oh my God, this is the most exciting thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't think I've ever been more excited in my life. And it seems like the, each judge is trying to out-be excited the other judge. Did that sentence make sense? They're trying to be, oh, we're so excited. I half expect to see Jenny McCarthy jump up on the table that they have in front of them so that she can look even more excited than everybody. Oh my God, my God. And what are they excited about? Apparently, they put a, a celebrity in some kind of a costume. And so, so their identity is hidden. They come out and they sing. They do some routine and they sing. And then at some point, there's the reveal at who the celebrity is. And that's when the judges all go crazy. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. And they all just, just I mean, and it's just, it's, ugh. And that's just the ads. I can mute the ads. So this wouldn't rise to the level of an ARG if it was just the ads. It would just be me going, eh, what an annoying show. No, what, what, what makes it an ARG is that it invades the local morning news. For some reason, the Fox 9 morning news needs to dedicate a certain amount of time each week to recapping what had happened on The Masked Singer. They used to do this with American Idol when that was on, on Fox, but it's moved over to ABC, I think, now. So now they do it with The Masked Singer. They don't do it with any of the other shows. They don't do it with the, you know, the Screaming Chef shows. They don't do the update with the new you know, logo, or the Lego build the thing, build a 
marathon thing, whatever they're doing on the Lego show. They don't recap what happened on Bob's Burgers. It's for some reason, we have to know what happened on The Masked Singer. And the thing is, they have a program, the local station has a program that follows the morning news each weekday, and it's called The Buzz. The Buzz, as the, as the title might indicate, is about, you know, lighter news. It's about what's going on on, oh, I don't know, The Masked Singer. How about just leaving it there? Why is it in my news? Why are you forcing me to see this? It looks stupid to me. You know, and again, they get so excited. So I mean, they were, you know, they 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 get so excited. They're jumping up and down, running around, so, and and uh, they show that you know uh, the reveal is it's Paul Schaefer, and it's ah Paul Schaefer, oh my God, ah Ken, you know Ken Jeong is is saying somebody get me a ladder so he can jump up even higher than everybody else to be even more excited ah Paul Schaefer ah, ah, ah. and I just imagine at least half of the audience watching that show. When Paul Schaefer is revealed to be one of the masked singer, they're turning to each other saying, Who's Paul Schaefer? Ugh. Man, it's enough to make you go. How much time have I got left on this damn thing? Um, you know, maybe I won't get into this. I, I'll, I, I've already talked about... Uh, one cool thing that uh, that's that's going on, uh, uh, at least with this at this moment in time when it's all uncertain, and we have no baseball to be watching, we have no hockey, we have no basketball, uh, we've got, and and the sports talk radio stations, they are just talking and talking and talking and talking and talking about the NFL trade, <laughs> you know, the NFL draft. And about the NFL doing, because maybe there'll be a football season. Uh, sometimes they'll talk about uh, you know the Olympics being postponed; that that's being pushed off. But boy, I tell you, whenever I turn it on, they're talking football. <laughs> it's, this is, I mean, it's got to be rough. It's got to be rough for ESPN. It's got to be rough for sports talk radio. What there isn't anything really going on to talk about. Uh, I, I have seen that. Um, you know, networks when they you know instead of playing the uh, you know having current sporting events to play, they will replay old events. Uh, I saw some golf the other day from a, a tournament from a couple of years ago, and so they play that and they just say it's a replay of of this and and you know enjoy it and it and that's that's kind of what gave me the idea to see if. I know there's full games of baseball on on the YouTube. Let's see if I can find something like that. So that's that's sort of where that idea came from. I said, "Ah, I think I'll do that." So it's you know to find cool things at this time. It's not always easy. Uh, I but I did. There was one that was uh, uh, posted um, fairly uh, recently. Uh, just today, I saw it on Facebook. Uh, the Colorado Symphony, which is, uh, I guess they're on, you know, they're social distancing. They are isolating themselves. The the symphony somehow organized this to do it online, where they all get, you know, get their Skype going or whatever, whatever they're using. 
they get their instruments out and and they they played the uh, the Beethoven tune Ode to Joy. I think it's Beethoven. And it's beautiful. It's it's just it's beautiful what they did. And you just watch them all playing, and they they it's you know they edited the uh, you know the camera shots in various ways so you can see you know the certain section that's featured in what's this part of the song like the, the you know the woodwinds okay you see them and then you see the the percussion and then you see the strings and then you see everybody all at once and it's just it's it's just a beautiful thing. Uh, it was shared by um, uh, one of my Facebook friends. She put it up, and I watched it, and I just went, wow. And it you know, brought a tear to my eye watching it, just seeing this happen. How people are trying to help with coping with what's going on right now. Uh, I hope in my little way, I'm giving you a little bit of time to just distract you from what's going on for you since you're not crawling the walls. Hopefully, I've given you something for an hour or so that gives you, you know, just uh, something else to think about, even though I have talked about the illness. Uh, it's just, hopefully, in my little way, I've had some impact, I don't know. But boy, I tell you, watching that, uh, it's, it, was a, it, was a, it was a beautiful thing. And then it made me think, once it was done, who needs a conductor? <laughs> there weren't no conductor in any of those, in those shots. It was just the musicians. Good night. Well, that's the end of another show of Dimland Radio. I realized last week I forgot to say my signature line as I signed off, so let's see if I remember to say it this time, but I will say to you that you should be skeptical and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, but in these times, don't panic, wash your hands, stay safe, stay home, and sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by the Yolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. What? 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 Well, I'm going to hell. hell.